welcome to Manners and Madness, a Jane Austen and David Lynch podcast. My name is Maya Adkins. And I'm Christian Cabrera. And today is our finale of our three-part dive into the 1981 Sense and Sensibility. <laughs> yes, everyone's favorite adaptation. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's, uh, you know, I wouldn't say it's my favorite, but it did impress me more the more I watched it. Yeah. Well, I'm excited to hear what you thought of these last two episodes because we get some new stuff that you have never seen before. Yeah. I, so I had kind of, <laughs> <laughs> when I was watching it, in the moment had forgotten that you said that there was a new scene. So I was just watching, watching, and then I thought about it after and I was like, wait, what was the new scene? <laughs> was like, my brain is so stupid. I was trying to think back. I was like, is it that he gives her the books? I don't think so. Oh, it's Willoughby coming to... <gasps> right! right, or, right. or wherever they're staying. <laughs> and so that is a part of the book, correct? Yes. Okay, okay. It's not in the adaptation, but I always kind of feel like it is. Like I have a, mem- a false memory of it existing. <laughs> <laughs> like a Mandela effect where you're like, I know what happened. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I would, you know, I kind of like that scene. In a sense, <laughs> because it's almost like very satisfactory for the audience, I feel like. Yeah. I mean, kind of kind of get more into it when we get into it in the recap. I feel like it just adds to the story more. And it made it, I don't know, I guess more righteous for <laughs> the viewers to be like, <laughs> that's what you get. Yeah, exactly. I, th- yeah, it, it helps round out that storyline a lot. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So that uh, I can't wait to talk about that one. But uh, what was your... Did you have a first impression of these last two? <laughs> uh, yeah, I I think we had talked a little bit before the recording about how I think you had mentioned that you didn't think that there was enough just generally thinking about it to fill two episodes, but that they <laughs> managed to fill two episodes with all the stuff. And I never felt like it was like stretching or anything. And I kind of agree. Like, I remember before I started the sixth episode, I was like, she hasn't gotten sick yet. When are we going <laughs> to get to that? <laughs> and when we open with it, but... I really enjoyed them. I thought, yeah. I felt like I don't. I don't know if I'm just misremembering, but I feel like this Eleanor was a little less emotional outwardly than the Emma Thompson one, which I kind of enjoyed. Yeah, I in a sense. Think so. <laughs> yeah, just in a different way. Not I wouldn't say necessarily more, but it's just in a different way because I feel like her. She's like really sticking to her guns, and then we get that emotional ending, which isn't still as emotional as the right. Thompson one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I still kind of like the you know silent one tear down the face, British <laughs> uh, crying. Yeah, I mean, I'm never gonna probably say anybody is my favorite over Emma Thompson. You know, just in right. life. Agreed. But um... <laughs> agreed. <laughs> but I do like this take on Eleanor I like you know it's just yeah. nice to see a diff like that's why I love multiple adaptations because I love to see everybody's different take on the character and yeah I just yeah definitely Emma Thompson she was still you know more calm in general and especially than her sister and mother who yes. were like oh it's woohooing but um, <laughs> this was just like a different way to show that and yeah, I definitely like this Eleanor more as you go along. Like, oh yeah, when when you start to see like the ah uh, come through, and when <laughs> and this is where we start to get like the sisters sticking up for each other more. And I always like that. <laughs> yeah, which I think that's kind of like my favorite part of this adaptation is the sisterly bond between them. Because I don't know if it's maybe because they are closer in age in this adaptation and we kind of get more outwardly the scenes of them defending each other and sticking up for each other. Right. I really like that. This, that that's probably my favorite part of this adaptation is like how they explored the like sister bond and yeah. really, and, and like what was really great about it was I feel like in a lot of these period kind of romance pieces, you can kind of like most of the time the characters are like you know they have their family but it's really all about like true love at the end and they get right. their partner but i feel like towards the end of this adaptation it's mainly about like the sisters and the mom like it's not yeah. even really about the the men at all which is I yeah think it's, great. 
It's just kind of like a wrap up, like, and they lived happily ever after with guys. <laughs> <laughs> right. At their family cottage. The end. <laughs> Especially Edward, because he's just like the most absent leading man ever. Yeah. <laughs> story. <laughs> I think I, I also really enjoyed this Edward because he was so, I feel like, and I don't know if it was purposefully, but he was so comically like just bewildered all the time and just <laughs> totally like unaware of what's going on. Uh, <laughs> the, the whole ending where, you know, the big reveal is that Lucy Steele is actually married to his brother and they all just start <laughs> laughing except for Eleanor. And he's just like totally lost. And he's like, I have to go. I yeah. just have to get oh, out of here. God. This was the worst idea. They're all laughing at me. <laughs> <laughs> and then Marianne has to be like, you idiot. Go <laughs> yeah. after her, please. Get over your sense. Have yes. sensibility for once. <laughs> for what? <laughs> but um, I, I, yeah, I really enjoyed the, I actually really enjoyed the way it ended and how it wasn't so like, and then they got married and they were men for each other all, always. Yeah. And even the Marianne and um, Colonel Brandon storyline, it felt like not explicitly like, they're definitely going to be in love forever. Like, it felt very friendship-oriented. Yeah, yeah. To me. Definitely. Because I feel like, especially, well, almost all Jane Austen, but, like, a lot, this right. one definitely has, like, a, you know, it kind of ends, but then the, like, little wrap-up kind of, you know, goes into the future and tells you what's going to happen. So, like, you know that they're eventually going to get together, but I don't think right. that kind of, like, the story part doesn't end with them Fall, having fallen in love it's just like she's softening towards him and he's being super sweet to her all the time <laughs> yes i guess i don't know is colonel brandon the best male character as as far as like he's never done anything bad <laughs> yeah i think that's probably fairly generally um, agreed upon <laughs> i've seen a lot of that sentiment before <laughs> Especially when you can, like, imagine Alan Rickman as him. And you're like, uh, oh, yes. the good version of Alan Rickman? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no more villains for him. Because <laughs> even when he plays a villain, you're like, oh, I've never enjoyed a villain so much as I enjoy yes. your <laughs> Yes. <laughs> like, even though you're a piece of garbage, I actually still love you the most. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, should we just go ahead and get into the recap then? Because I don't think we have any more notes. Yeah, no, that's the unfortunate thing about these older ones is that it's harder to find notes. A lot of the things I found were just reviews of like, and they all kind of said the same thing. So, I mean, if anyone wants to read them, they can, but, you know. <laughs> well, we'll probably have, have your a longer own wrap up at the end because we can like yeah. compare it to the Emma Thompson one and stuff. Oh, more. yeah. All right, so we are starting with episode six. And <laughs> so they're still in London. Uh, they're getting ready to leave. We had, The last thing we heard was Eleanor being like, we're leaving in two days, so <laughs> don't need to bother with us anymore, brother. <laughs> and <laughs> so Colonel Brandon drops by. He's heard of the whole Edward debacle with Lucy mm-hmm. and everything. And he knows from his own personal experience that it's cruel to disown a relative because you don't agree with who they want to be with. And so he offers the living at his estate, Delaford. But he's telling this to Eleanor. Right. <laughs> Instead of <laughs> Edward. And Eleanor, <laughs> she seems genuinely pleased. Oh, yeah. It's kind of hard to tell with Eleanor what's going on on the real deep inside, but she at least outwardly seems pleased. <laughs> <laughs> And he's like, I want you to be the one to tell him. And she's like, uh, Me? <laughs> I really don't want to. <laughs> it's extremely <laughs> awkward. But he insists. And so she does her duty because she always will. <laughs> and <laughs> she goes to tell him. And I was wondering when she goes to tell him, where where's Lucy during all of this? Is she still staying with like, the Middletons? I don't know. That's something that I would really like. That's something I probably would have liked to have been clarified a little bit just because we had that 
huge blow up between her and Fanny. And, yeah. you know, as as great as the Middletons are and how, like, nice they are, I feel like they'd be a little bit, like, you know, oh, like, a little bit uh, more akin to, like, the social aspects of society in a way where it was like, I don't know if we want her in her house because she seems to start up trouble. Well, Lady Middleton probably, definitely. But I don't know about Sir... Right. Sir John Middleton, <laughs> he'd probably be like, who right. cares? <laughs> right. I could also see Lady Middleton being like, I'm in charge of this house. You're just Or maybe my... she's like, I don't like those Dashwoods who think they're better than us, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which I'm like, they are. <laughs> don't be mean to my sisters. No, no, I mean the um, snobby Dashwoods, you know, like John and Fanny. Oh, I see what you mean. I see what you mean. Yeah, they're, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're the worst. It's confusing with multiple, with good and bad people with the same last name. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully the Middletons would be like, Lucy can stay out on the street and Anne can come stay with us forever because she deserves happiness. Well, I guess it wouldn't make sense for her to be staying with Edward. I just thought, wouldn't Lucy be there with Edward? Like, he's just still like... Well, <laughs> there's got to be at some point Lucy has to meet Robert. So I'm just wondering, like, I'm sure it probably does explain it in other versions or in the book probably explains it, like what's right. happening with Lucy. But in this version, it doesn't really. It's just like, well, Lucy's no longer really that important to the story. But right. She probably just hangs <laughs> around and, you know, does her Mrs. Clay duties of trying to scheme into a family. <laughs> well, she succeeds very quickly. Um. <laughs> just like Mrs. Clay. <laughs> I just kind of assumed she'd be with Edward, but I guess she couldn't really be until they're married. But right, or they could have just gone ahead and sent her home. You know, but that's like, true. You need to go back to your house and talk to your parents about all this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Also, I was wondering when she falls in love with Robert. So I said E tells E. <laughs> so I guess Eleanor tells Edward about the living <laughs> from Colonel. E tells E about the living from Colonel B. <laughs> <laughs> I said he probably has an extensive bowering collection he could sell. Bowering. What's that? <laughs> That's a good question. <laughs> Bow, bow tie? I don't know. He must have had something on that. I was like, oh. he probably has an extensive, like, you know, fancy clothes collection. He could probably, mm -hmm. you know, like sell some bow ties and <laughs> right. make some money. <laughs> they had some uh, very intricate shirting for the men I, I was like looking at it and i don't know what the proper i don't know if this is a proper term for these types of blouses today but those like they call them pussy blouses do you know what i'm talking <laughs> about what the term? no <laughs> i don't think it's supposed to be like derogatory or like Are just like, like poofy like pirate type shirts kind of and they have like a certain way that they like tie at the neck because um uh -huh. and sometimes they have like a little like porthole kind of keyhole cut in the middle <laughs> they i don't know if that's what they're actually called but that's what i've been hearing them called but i was like they're all wearing them <laughs> they're all wearing these like oh maybe your deficiency is coming silk. back <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm sure well i mean i think i did look at an article of someone who was looking at the clothing from this adaptation to see how accurate it was because there's like a whole cottage industry of people who <laughs> judge Regency costumes <laughs> on their accuracy. And <laughs> I think that they were saying this one had a pretty accurate. Because I remember them talking about Lady Middleton's purple because she wears a lot of purple. And they're like, but purple was actually something people wore, so don't get upset about it. <laughs> okay, so but, I looked it up and it's a pussycat bow blouse. So it's like a type of... bow. Yeah, pussy bow is kind of like the quick hand but i guess it's like the way they it's like a certain way that they tie the shirt the neck or something a lot of women oh. wear it these days okay but it just looks like that <laughs> interesting okay well you know i know nothing about fashion but... <laughs> i don't know anything about pussy pussy bows whatever <laughs> pussy bows <laughs> <laughs> anyway so edward thinks that eleanor has arranged this favor for him and she's like no she convinces him that she didn't and when they part, he says, if it were consistent with honor for me to speak. Went, oh, oh. <laughs> that's like so the sweet. sweetest thing he can say <laughs> and still be, you know, consistent with honor. <laughs> <laughs> and then she wishes him and his wife happiness. I was like, this is depressing. Mm -hmm. Okay, so 
The girls are finally leaving. They're, they have to make a stop at the Palmer's house on the way home. And when they get out of the carriage, Marianne has a chill. So she mm-hmm. says. Um, they have a very nice porch. I was like, ooh, nice porch. <laughs> I know. We get that like sideways shot where we look down the hall and I'm like, uh-huh. that's so cool. I know. <laughs> Rich people. I would like to sit on that porch. And Marianne, this is definitely the culmination of the, well, not even because we get some even more, but like you can like all the makeup has finally, <laughs> she starts oh, to look yeah. really like death and Oh, I, I think, yeah, this whole scene is really interestingly staged, too. I'm like, some, like, some director was like, I'm going to do an interesting shot with this one. Because mm-hmm. the girls are in the foregrounds, and it's just they're being quiet. Like, Marianne is just, like, having chills. But in the background right. is all, like, the scene happening with, like, the baby. And it's just really, I think that's a really interesting scene. I don't think that you know maybe with the limitations of like the cameras and the setting Uh and the lighting it wasn't as you know dramatic as it would have been in like a modern day version but like just the way this the um, shot was staged i was like oh that's cool i like that you know there's all this scene happening in the background and we're just like watching marianne (laughs) like getting ready to pass out basically (laughs) so basically marianne kind of passes out a little bit Mrs. Jennings wants plenty of brandy in her cordial. <laughs> <laughs> I like how her maid was like, I know you, ma'am. <laughs> I know, I know <laughs> she you was like, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I guess I, I jumped the gun. Marianne passes out after the cordial comment. But yeah. Mrs. Jennings calls for a physician at once. And this is where we start realizing that Mrs. Jennings is amazing. The best. The physician comes. It's a putrid infection. she can't be moved and mrs jennings will not let eleanor apologize which is great Mm -hmm. the doctor though says he has some medicine that can work wonders we'll see (laughs) (laughs) charlotte's ready to go to bath and she wants her mom to go with her but mrs jennings says no she's responsible for the girls and she has to stay Uh, i love that line that she said where basically she was like I took them from the mother, so I have to be their mother now. It was like such a sweet. Yeah. And like, ah, Miss Jennings, you're the best. She really is. And you don't really get a lot of those characters, Jane Austen. I feel like a lot of time those like side aunt characters are useless. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Miss Jennings, who seems kind of useless, actually turns out to be super great. Yeah. And I will say it's like one of those things where a lot of the rich I would say, like, uh, middle-aged characters in the Austen novels tend to be really, like, kind of... They're snobby and they're awful. I would say for for 90% of the time. But you have those few that pop up in each story that are, like, super yeah. sweet. And they're, like, a Miss Jennings type. And I think she is, like, my favorite of all, yeah. like, those types. Because she is just... She's... I don't know. She just sticks by their side, which is, like, totally yeah. awesome. She's just, like... She's not a selfish person. And... Right. Because she's always thinking about everyone else. Even when she's just, like, getting up in your business and trying to get you married off, it's only, you know, she's thinking about what's best for you. (laughs) Right. In her own mind. So, (laughs) in bed, Marianne does look like she's dying. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, shout out to the makeup department because she looks (laughs) awful. (laughs) She actually says she feels like she's dying. And she says she can't help but still think of him. And she doesn't care if she dies. Ugh, girl. I know. Somebody feed her. (laughs) Give her some soup. (laughs) Some consomme. (laughs) Colonel arrives. I don't know if he was just like planning on following them and making sure the group got to their place. (laughs) I feel like he was just like, I'm just checking up, making sure you guys didn't have a carriage accident on the way or whatever. (laughs) I feel like it is like the most polite version of stalking that he's doing. (laughs) (laughs) Because he's just like, I'm just going to show up wherever she is, but not bother her. Just make sure she's safe. I'm just like a secret chaperone. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Once he finds out what's happening, he wants to run off and do something, but (laughs) we don't know what. She asks, I guess Miss Jennings asks him to stay and at least keep her company while, you know, right. taking care of Marianne. 
She's like, I need a man around the house to at least talk to, maybe play some cards or something in my downtime. <laughs> I understand that too. Cause like when you're taking care of someone, you just need like every once in a while, some non taking care of where you could just like, yeah, think about something completely different. Right. Uh, meanwhile, in bed, Marianne is calling for her mama and she's, she's like delirious. Eleanor asked Colonel Brandon to go get their mother and the new doctor from Bath comes because hmm. they also said, oh, we also call this doctor from Bath. He's he the comes. best doctor in the world. <laughs> I do not like this doctor. <laughs> I don't either. Um, I do have a question. I might be misremembering from the Emma Thompson one, but is the same scene where she tells Colonel Brandon to go get their mother, is that in the Emma Thompson one where he leaves very dramatically in the night on the horse? Yes. <laughs> okay. I kind of prefer that version better because it's more <laughs> romantic and dramatic. Um, yeah, yeah. I was thinking that. I was like, oh, they really took a took a big swing of the Emma Thompson one where like, we have to make it as dramatic as possible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it, it's, I think it is kind of dramatic. Like, the way it all lines up, but it's just weird because yeah. like, when he comes back, you know, they think it's him returning with the mom, but then it's actually Willoughby. And, but that right. doesn't happen in the Emma Thompson one. So it's like, it's, it's just kind of weird. My brain, like, it adds scenes to different yeah. versions <laughs> that don't have what I want it to be. <laughs> right, right, yeah. I do think, though, that if you're going to include that Willoughby, I'm going to say deleted scene, you probably should have the carriage leaving so that you can't be tricked by the carriage going back because it is a good, like, you know, uh, red herring. Yeah, because it fools Eleanor, too. Oh, yeah. Okay, so, oh, yeah, so the new doctor comes. Thank goodness he doesn't want to bleed or purge. Yeah, (laughs) I was like, thank goodness we don't have any leeches around here. I know, the state bledder in the Emma Thompson one, I believe. They did, yes. I think that she looks more like she's really dying in this version yeah well they made her super 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 pale and they like it's so wet yeah she made her really sweaty and they put like a pound of rouge around her eyes so she looked she i was like she probably doesn't have any more blood to give like i know she um oh wait wait wait. oh yeah yeah the doctor thinks that the regular doctor was just doing just fine (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but he also does not have much hope for her recovery. Yikes. Yeah. Ay, ay, ay. That night, Eleanor runs to the room and Marianne is like, she looks like she's fully possessed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> she's just yeah, like flailing all over the place and saying weird stuff. But then she just, at a certain point, stops struggling. And they think that she's like dead. <laughs> like, is she dying? <laughs> is this it? Is she dying? But they realize that it's just that her fever is broken and her heart and her breathing are steady and she's finally asleep. Ew. It was pretty <laughs> pretty alarming that she was like flailing and then she just stops. And I didn't see her breathing and I was like, does she die in this one? <laughs> like, I was like, is this a different turn? <laughs> she well, really looked like she was dead. They also think that, that she's dying for a second. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Mrs. Jennings at first though, she doesn't trust it. But a little time passes and the fever is almost gone and they're very relieved. And I wrote, this is why Mrs. Jennings is the goat. <laughs> yes, <laughs> she is. She's the best. Because she even, I think at that point, is like, okay, I can, you go to sleep, Eleanor. I'll, I'll let me just watch over I'll take her care. while she's good. <laughs> uh, she just loves those girls like her own daughters. I know, it's so sweet. Okay, so Eleanor hears horses. <laughs> she as we said earlier she assumes it's her mother and colonel brandon she runs downstairs as someone beats on the door boom 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 and i said dun, dun. It's <laughs> what are you doing here the scene christian hasn't seen yet <laughs> <laughs> he insists on seeing marion he didn't even know she was ill until Eleanor tells him. And Eleanor is not having his shit. <laughs> yes, this was like such a great scene because, and that's what I really like about, I think, this Eleanor and Marianne is that they really don't care about hurting people's feelings or hurting <laughs> their quote unquote social standing because they are just blunt and rude to the people who deserve it. Yeah, I agree. At first, she's like, Come back when you're sober. 
<laughs> and he says he drove from London to explain himself and apologize. And she says, well, if you want to apologize to me and through me, go right ahead. <laughs> but you're not seeing Marianne. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> Although part of me would be like, yeah, go see her. Let her cough on you so you can get sick and die. Because you're the worst. <laughs> She's probably not contagious now that her fever's broken. Yeah. <laughs> but maybe. And I just wrote, I love this scene. <laughs> He's so passionate and distraught. And he wants to know if she knows about his affair that he had with uh, Colonel Brandon's daughter. And she's like, I do. Thank you very much. (laughs) (laughs) But then he admits that he still loves and has always, since he met her, loved Marianne. And he says, Mm. if you knew how horrible I felt the day I left. And she says, calls for no sympathy to be felt. (laughs) (laughs) She's not giving him a millimeter. And I know. It's appropriate because fuck him. I love it. Then he blames the letter on his wife. And I said, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) I like how she's like, but it was in your handwriting. (laughs) Yeah, you didn't have to write it. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) He says he wants Eleanor to tell her he still loves her and to ask her for forgiveness. And she says, I'll think about it. And (laughs) then she asks why he came. And he says he just couldn't bear it any longer. And that's the end of that episode. And I was like, I wrote that scene. That one scene is what makes the Emma Thompson adaptation less than perfect in my eyes. <laughs> I, I agree because I I really do like that scene. And that I feel like out of all the like male villains that we've had in Austin, it almost in a sense makes Willoughby the best one yeah. in the sense of like he's the least awful because he knows and admits openly to Eleanor that he's like my life is my punishment now and he's kind of like admitting to being a piece of garbage and we don't really get that from any of the other villains yeah I agree although I don't feel bad for him you don't really get I mean in a way Wickham who he's never like outright villainous to the main characters and right. then in the end, he kind of, like, marries into the family. So it's like, well, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but uh, Willoughby, he would be just so irredeemable without, like, ever knowing that he actually cared, you know. Yeah. And it, it to me, it also justifies the way that Marianne is kind of has been reacting to him ignoring her and how she was, like, you know, because this whole time she's claiming that you know, they were in love and that that's why she's like being so crazy about it. And, and I, like the whole time I'm thinking like, but if he's not responding, like, why are you so obsessed with him? And when you get this scene, I feel like it really justifies her reactions because clearly a lot more has gone down between them than we've been given in the story. Yeah. yeah. And oh, I mean, we could see it from the outside, but yeah. And everyone was always suspecting it, but we never get, like, the outright confirmation until that. Until the scene. Okay. Oh, wait. There's still one more. Not on this page. Episode 7. Woo. <laughs> okay. So, Marianne finally awakens, and Eleanor is so relieved. <sighs> She's feeling better. Um, and I said, no, I really can't understand her whispering. <laughs> you've got to pick a lane either well and whispering or (laughs) she's still whispering but it's like no i'm dead and whispering and i was like i can't hear a word you're saying (laughs) speak up mrs dashwood runs in and thanks god and marianna's like water (laughs) (laughs) she was like i'm thirsty uh i said eleanor does deserve a nap Yeah, Eleanor deserves everything. (laughs) Uh, Brandon looks the worst for wear. I think he's like all scruffy and his hair is all discombobulated, which is appropriate. Yes. Uh, Eleanor, of course, looks completely composed. (laughs) (laughs) Always. She has to be completely put together, which I understand. Yes. Later, Mama and Eleanor catch up. Colonel Brandon has told Mama that he loves Marianne. Duh. Duh. <laughs> Ele- oh, I said Eleanor looks like she's thinking, duh. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I I like to think in this moment that Eleanor in her head is like, well, Colonel Brandon can marry Marianne, and then Edward can work in his parish, and then I can marry <laughs> Edward, and then we can all live together forever. <laughs> Yeah, except for she's still thinking about Lucy being in the way of her happiness. <laughs> <sighs> Let's just not think about Lucy. I try not to. <laughs> <laughs> Marianne is a little reluctant to see Brandon or, you know, to be seen by anyone, really. She's like, right. I don't want anyone to see me like this. And uh, I like it when Eleanor is like, or Marianne is like, Eleanor, stay. And Eleanor's like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> she kind of like looks back and she's like, I think I'm going to uh, go do, uh, go lay down or go, <laughs> go read a book or something. <laughs> uh, Marianne thanks Colonel Brandon. He's embarrassed to be thanked though. And or, for what is such a great privilege. <laughs> oh, sweet. I know. God, I would take Colonel Brandon. And it's, but I can Seriously. understand being like 18 and this 35 year old mm-hmm. is hitting on you i mean not really even hitting on you just kind of like i like you from afar i promise i'll never touch you unless you want me to but <laughs> i won't ever bother you <laughs> but in a very ann elliot move he recommends to her that because he's like oh you like poetry i do like poetry have you ever read milton or shakespeare <laughs> what does he call it the immortal bard shakespeare yes of course. <laughs> and she is intrigued and I did say, I don't think he seems as old as Alan Rickman, not to be rude, but he just doesn't seem as old as him. Yeah. Alan Rickman has like one of those faces, like I would uh, liken it to like a more uh, Morgan Freeman where you're like, he's always been kind of older, right? Even yeah. when he was like 10, <laughs> he's always been kind of like an older man. Exactly. But I did, I did like that we got a little shout out to the mysteries of Udolfo in this adaptation. <laughs> <laughs> was she reading that? <laughs> no he they were talking about books and he had mentioned it was something after shakespeare and she she was like oh like i that sounds awesome like i would love to read it or something and he's like yeah it might be a little bit he's like it might be a little less dramatic than mysteries of Adolfo though <laughs> and they like both laugh together and that's awesome i didn't yeah. notice that one <laughs> yeah and then there's like some other i can't remember if it was in this episode or the last one but there was a shout out to Anne radcliffe too that someone gives so. perfect <laughs> now I want to read his books. Uh, I do, except for that I've heard they're really not that Yeah. Great. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I don't know if I have the attention span for it, but... <laughs> well, I think it was Castle of... on um, Whatever it's called, the Castle of something that, you know, we, we talked about. The first Gothic novel. Oh, like, is it the Castle Monte Cristo? No, the Castle of, like, Entranto or something. I can't oh, right, 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 but... right, right, yeah. Kristen said she read it and she was like, I wouldn't recommend it. <laughs> I feel like, you know, books probably when you didn't have TV and <laughs> other things to do back then, you were like, I can read a boring novel and still be entertained. <laughs> well, Jane Austen loved them, but I'll stick to just Jane Austen. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Maybe, maybe one day the podcast will be like, we need to see who influenced Jane Austen and we'll do a, an Anne Radcliffe or something. Yeah, that's a good idea. Hmm. Yeah. We'll think about it. Okay. Well, anyway, uh, Colonel Brandon says he will be visiting them when they get back home. <laughs> <laughs> and home is where they are now heading. Mrs. Grace, Mrs. Gracious, Mrs. Jennings is very gracious <laughs> <laughs> and wishes them no more sorrows and much future happiness. Oh. And then she compliments Mrs. Dashwood's matchmaking prowess. <laughs> <laughs> she says, she's a good hand at that game as I am. <laughs> <laughs> I think because she like insists that Colonel Brandon come visit them or something. Oh, yeah. She knows what she's doing. <laughs> and Marianne is already quoting Shakespeare. And she's decided <laughs> on a new life plan that Colonel Brandon must, of course, help her with. <laughs> so that she can have a no time for regrets. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's like the most 18 year old thing to do where it's like now that i've almost died i'm gonna devote my life to study i'm gonna wake up every morning and study all day yes i've made many a new life plan in my life (laughs) yeah i feel like i probably haven't done it in a while but (laughs) i feel like marianne has more of the chops to actually do it than i would because i can remember plenty of declarations i've made that i'm like 
of life changes I'm going to make, and then, eh, that's all yeah. Usually they last maybe like three months total for me, but. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so later, back at home, as Marianne is practicing her piano, Eleanor comes in to read and notices Marianne getting lost in the sads. And Marianne very healthily thinks it's good that they can at least talk about it now. You know, it's not just. Mm -hmm. And I said, this is the good part of sensibility, being able to talk about your feelings. (laughs) Yes. You know? (laughs) When there's a little bit of sense in them. Yeah. Eleanor ends up telling her about Willoughby coming to Cleveland. I guess that was the name of the Parker's house. (laughs) I just think it's funny that he came all the way from London, but they made like a specific deal about the fact that he lived next door to the Parker's. So like, Hmm. you know, down not too far away. Right. Anyway, we'll get to that afterwards because that's part of the whole adaptation thing. But, oh, well, I I, that's, I must have been commenting on it because it is kind of weird that it's like set up that Willoughby lives close by but then ends up coming from London. That's what I was saying anyway. So, um, Susan <laughs> comes in. She has to polish the table as they're standing there talking about their feelings. So, they go for a <laughs> walk. <laughs> so, how sensible. <laughs> Under a big tree, she tells her... Eleanor tells Marianne that Willoughby loved her. Eleanor says that in the end, she did forgive Willoughby and she pitied him. And Marianne has had the realization that she basically brought her illness on herself. And she knew that what she was doing was wrong, (laughs) but she couldn't stop herself. And she says she doesn't know if she can ever forget Willoughby, but she can forgive him and doing so feels free. I was like, healthy sensibility (laughs) (laughs) healthy relationships with our emotions yeah and let's see this is like the kind of thing that says to me jane also was not saying sense wins out over sensibility she said you need to combine the two so you can (laughs) express your feelings (laughs) right (laughs) (laughs) okay so they apparently they go back and tell mama the whole story because when we come to see them again mama has to have her say (laughs) (laughs) of course meanwhile while she's talking to marianne eleanor is sitting there sketching edward (laughs) (laughs) it's like oh eleanor maybe someone else needs to talk about their feelings eleanor you're still sketching pictures of edward (laughs) (laughs) you can't can't sketch them away (laughs) (laughs) then tom comes in with some provisions and some news. Mr. Ferris is married. <laughs> oh, he saw what? him. And Lucy. Well, he kind of saw him. He saw him, like, sitting back in the carriage. <laughs> but mm-hmm. Lucy seemed pleased. And the ladies of the Dashwood household do not seem pleased. <laughs> Marianne, as a matter of fact, can't bear it. <laughs> yes. And Mama is like, oh, shoot, I never even thought about you, Eleanor. <laughs> <laughs> I like how she just comes out straight and she's like she's like I haven't thought about you in a while sorry <laughs> think about the fact that your heart's probably broken <laughs> I did kind of have like I was like thinking about how we get that reveal about Robert Ferris being whatever but does that mean that he doesn't have money anymore Robert yeah because that was like the big thing wasn't it See, it gets very, it gets explained in the book, but like, oh, okay. I think because she irrevocably switched the estate over to him, then he could do whatever he want and there's nothing she oh. could do about it. And I don't know why he decided to go with Lucy, except just he's a dick. I do not know. <laughs> Say maybe he's just a piece of garbage and he's, she, you know, he's, she's probably fun and attractive and he's like, I can do whatever I want now. Uh, maybe he's just like, well, if my brother wanted her, then she must be good. <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> Which... You know, knowing that, I would just want to go to Mrs. Lady Ferris and be just laugh in her face and be like, this is what you get, you piece of garbage. Yeah, actually, th- that's why I love the wrap-up of this book, because it is hilarious, the whole yes. Robert, Lucy, <laughs> Mrs. Ferris, all of that is just the best, but we don't get it in any of these adaptations, but we get to it when we read it. We're going to spend I'm a lot excited. of time on that wrap-up. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, meanwhile, Eleanor... Needs to throw off her corset and have a good cry. (laughs) (laughs) Finally. (laughs) Uh, She probably will not. But Edward unexpectedly arrives. 
And Ooh. everyone looked at him like he's a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> and they're all very confused, but it leads to the realization that Lucy married Robert. Right. And Eleanor just smiles, walks out the door, and runs away. <laughs> <laughs> I like how she just calmly smiles and then is leaving. She's like, goodbye forever. <laughs> I'm going to walk to the forest. And Marianne and Mama are laughing, and Edward is like... Oh my god, I'm a joke to you. <laughs> He's like, I lost all my money. I lost the girl, even though I didn't really want her. And now I've lost the other girl that I did want. And Marianne is like, hey, dingbat, just go over there and talk to her. <laughs> <laughs> I loved Marianne in that part. Yeah. But then they go to the most lovely bridge and waterfall. Mm-hmm. And he says that as soon as Lucy decided to marry the rich brother... He ran down to ask Eleanor to marry him. And that's like basically the wrap up of their scene. But it's yes. such a pretty location. And it is. I'm glad they could get together. And then Colonel Brandon still courting Marianne by bringing <laughs> bushels of books to her. <laughs> and we get the last line of Mama just <laughs> contentedly going, My children. <laughs> <laughs> the end <laughs> i was like oh wow what a what a sudden ending <laughs> and then the credits rolled and i realized it was produced by barry letts and i was like wait a minute doctor who <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that is the end of sense and sensibility 1981 uh, i love sense and sensibility it's good <sighs> <laughs> me too i just I'm excited to read the book because just to get like the most like I would say quote unquote pure form of the story and yeah get anything the unedited version of the story really what I'm looking forward <laughs> to because there's just the best characters in this one. Yeah. Yeah, so is there a favorite scene you had from these two episodes? I kind of I don't know, I might be stealing yours. But the I kind of, yes, <laughs> <laughs> I kind of like the just like the rigidness that uh, Eleanor gives him, and just the fact that he is not allowed to get away with it just because he is like in his own personal quote unquote hell. She's like, I don't care about you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love Eleanor in that scene. I love Willoughby in that scene. I just. Love yeah. that scene. <laughs> I like the sort of, I would say, it wasn't even necessarily a re redemption for his character, but it's kind of like, you know, maybe he's like admitting to his own faults. Yes. And yes. I feel like we don't really ever get that from these villain yeah. characters. He's, you know, he even straight out, doesn't he come out and say like straight up that he was like, being poor was worse, <laughs> the worst yeah. idea for me than yeah. <laughs> being unhappy. So I chose to be rich. Yeah, so he's going to be rich, but still miserable because he clearly doesn't like this new wife of his. Although no, I feel like the wife awful. is the one who should... Watch out. <laughs> Maybe she was like, well, I know he's a jerk, so I can do what I want with him. <laughs> <laughs> well, I will say, just because I really do also love this scene, is my favorite, other favorite, is... Once they get back home and Marianne mm -hmm. and Eleanor have the talk about, you know, Willoughby and, one. you know, the fact that she kind of realized what she was doing and that she made herself sick and, you know, being able to talk about it is like such a good step and healthy for them. And I just I really like that scene. <laughs> yeah, it was like a super, a super mature scene for like you know this these two sisters who this whole time have been kind of like <laughs> living in the emotional state almost yeah and it was really bonding for them you know i mean yeah of course eleanor nursing <laughs> is a pretty bonding right. experience but like it just feels like they're so much closer now than oh yeah they were at the beginning but uh yeah so quite a ride Princess on Sensibility uh. 81. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> From the first time when you're like, this is the one you don't like, right? <laughs> <laughs> I just had to check it because it just starts off so dry. and Yeah, yeah. yeah. It took a it's while a, to get used it's to. It's hard. Yeah. 
But um, hopefully you stuck with us and hopefully you stuck with this adaptation because it does, it does get better. (laughs) Yeah, it pays off. Yeah. So for the sorting, I thought maybe we should do Mrs. Jennings. Uh. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I didn't want to do any of the main characters because I figured we'll save them for the when we do the books, but... Yes, that's a good idea. This is like Mrs. Jennings' highlight moments in episode six, I guess. Yes. <sighs> so, Mrs. Jennings, she is such a lovable, helpful, liberty jibbity. <laughs> <laughs> She's very generous. I get major water vibes from her. Mm, I don't know if you do the same. Yeah, just, like, because, like, I feel like she's emotional, but not in the sense of, like, melodramatic. She's just is so very loving towards everyone and very kind. And mm-hmm. she kind of displays those emotions so outwardly. Yes, I definitely agree. Maybe a Cancer, then? I like that. She could be a Pisces, but I feel like Cancer, they're, like, very motherly, generous. They like to take mm-hmm. care. I mean, she is like the ultimate mother character you know right she'll mother any child that comes along right yeah i like that yeah well that one was easy let's go with cancer for her (laughs) although i do feel like she's definitely got like a little bit of fire maybe like a sagittarius moon or something because you know she can talk and she's got a lot of passion fit in with a lot of situations Yeah, I like like that. Sagittarius rising. (laughs) Yeah, because I was kind of stuck between water and fire because I feel like she's very passionate and she's got a lot of I don't know, trying to find the words. Like I don't want to say like she's got like a a lot of fire within her, but you know, I mean, she's got a lot of like I don't know, just a lot of stuff to her. She's passionate, you know. (laughs) Yeah, 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 and I feel like Cancer can sometimes be a little quiet, like yeah, and unassuming, but. Yeah, definitely add some not. fire in with her. And she, like, <laughs> the perfect cocktail for Mrs. Jenny. Combination of those, for sure. As far as D&D, I think she's I was... neutral good. <laughs> or chaotic well, good, like... maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I was... Uh, the, I feel like this one is... Like, she's definitely good. But I feel like the first part is, like, very tricky. Because yeah. I could see her as all three... She's chaotic yeah. because she's, you know, she's kind of rambly <laughs> and she can kind of create these like crazy situations because her char- her personality is so um, off the wall sometimes. But then like I thought about Lawful because she does seem to like, in a sense, to be like, to sort of maybe believe in the rules a little bit. But like, I think n- you said neutral. I was thinking neutral good or, I mean, it's, I just know good, <laughs> but. Yes. <laughs> you know she does kind of go in between like a lawful or a chaotic so maybe a neutral good yeah i was gonna say neutral sounds (laughs) (laughs) neutral sounds good because i also think about like she seems the type to you know when she takes the girls in that she's like i don't care if they're not my kids i don't care about you know if they should go home like they're gonna (laughs) get the best treatment here yeah so yeah neutral good i thought of a new way we could sort people and I've been, I thought about this a long time ago. I just always forget about it. But I was thinking maybe we could take the Jane, if we're doing a Jane Austen, take the character and see like, who would they like the best in like the David Lynch universe? Like who would they most identify with or maybe what okay. movie they would like best or would like, would they like Twin Peaks <laughs> best? <laughs> it's kind of hard yeah, to yeah. have done all of the movies, but if there's like a Twin Peaks character you think she would most um, like. Mrs. Jenny. <laughs> I feel like out of all the Twin Peaks characters, maybe Norma? Hmm. I think she would get along well with her and maybe be, you know, kindred spirits with her. Yeah, because I, I, Norma gives me, like, a lot of, like, motherly vibes and um, yeah. she's not as outwardly, you know, <laughs> car- I don't want to say cartoonish, but, you know, um, flamboyant, I guess you could say, as Mrs. Jennings, but... They yeah. both have that caring heart. Yeah, I immediately thought she would really like Harry and Hawk, and she would be like yes. wanting to be friends with them. That she she could hook up any 
girls with them that she might be mm-hmm. going the way. <laughs> <laughs> and she would love to play matchmaker for both of them. Yeah, sure. she would love to try to set up Audrey and Donna, I'm sure. <laughs> and maybe oh, Shelly. Sure. <laughs> maybe Shelly would secretly be her little project. <laughs> Uh, I would love that for Shelly because she needs it. She needs like a a good uh, mentor on her side. Oh my God. If Miss Jennings came to Twin Peaks, a lot of (sighs) hijinks would ensue, but I bet a lot of problems would be cleared up. (laughs) Oh yeah. She would be like, because she'd probably just bring it up and be like, we're going to talk about it. Yeah. We're not letting this fester. Yeah. Uh, And I don't know about... Because I was wondering at first, I was like, what Hogwarts house? But then I was like, I feel like she'd be a teacher, but I don't know what she would teach. To me, she seems almost like the, oh my gosh, what's the the plant lady? The Tre- horticulture? Trelawney? Or, or, <laughs> I think you're going to kill the completely different. <laughs> <laughs> I think Trelawney is the... Um... Is the uh, the Oracle teacher thing. Oh, okay, okay. I'm thinking of, like, um, do you remember in the first movie where she had, like, the screaming plants? <laughs> oh. Um, <laughs> I can't remember anybody's <laughs> name from that. <laughs> I don't remember that. In the best way. <laughs> yeah. Because I, have, I, I haven't watched that movie in so long. But I don't remember her name. But I don't. It was, like, something, like, horticulture or something like that is what she taught. Like, it's all about, uh-huh. like, mixing plants to do this and that and whatever <laughs> and blah. Yeah, I could see Mrs. Jennings having, what are those things called again? The screaming? <laughs> Baby plants. <laughs> what are they called? I know what they're called. I just can't remember. Mandrake. Oh, <laughs> I could okay. see yes, her yes. caring for a mandrake garden. <laughs> yes, because, you know, they're all, they're like, quote unquote, babies, and she's very motherly and very caring. Yeah, she's good with and... screaming. <laughs> she just <laughs> laughs them off. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I feel like, yeah, she would definitely be, I think, a Gryffindor if we were to put her in a house. That would have been, yeah. like, when she went to Hogwarts, that would have been her house. Gryffindor? Yeah, because she's just yeah. so good. Yeah, I agree. I agree. <laughs> All right. Well, let's do final thoughts on Sense and Sensibility in 1981. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm glad we did this one because I feel like it's given me a new perspective on I would say definitely Eleanor and Marianne but even like Willoughby and Colonel Brandon and Edward I feel like it's just kind of shown a different side to them that we don't get and I the more adaptations of her works that we're watching the the more we watch them the more I kind of really enjoy the stories even if like (laughs) the adaptation themselves are not that great just because I like the different sides that we're getting because it's just really shows how multifaceted a lot of her characters can be. Yeah, you're kind of in a very much more prolonged version watching them in the same way. Right. Because I watched the Emma Thompson since it's such a sensibility. Gotcha. Although it had, it was like several years before I watched this version, but I never read the book in between. So like mm-hmm. I watched that one and then I watched this one and then I read the book. And yeah, I think, I don't think there's a right way to do it, but <laughs> I do yeah. know the book is excellent. I don't feel like any of the adaptations are perfect. I do like this one. I, I don't know. Maybe it's just because I am a child of the 80s and like, <laughs> uh-huh. I just, you know, have kind of a weird nostalgic feeling for weird early 80s things. Uh-huh. They're probably the most formative, like the things I was watching as <laughs> a baby. <laughs> and... I really like Marianne. I do like Eleanor too. I think I just like it. And I like that it has the scenes that are missing from the other one. And oh, yeah. But it does take away things like Margaret, you know? And Mm -hmm. I, you know, I don't know. I probably already said this on another episode, but I don't think there's a perfect sense and sensibility adaptation. There's another one out there, which we'll watch. It's a more recent one, and it's pretty good. I like that one a lot. Uh You can definitely see the influence of the Emma Thompson one on that one, (laughs) but it's very pretty, the other, the the newer one. But I, I still really appreciate these older ones that are trying their best to be as accurate to the books as they can, you know? Yeah. And I'm glad it still exists and that we can still watch it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm glad too, just because I like the different takes on the characters and, who we kind of focus on the most 
as like a you know like that whole balance between sense and sensibility and i feel yeah. like i do agree with you I've, out of the two that we watched so far i feel like the um from what i've been told about the book it's like we haven't met that perfect balance of the sense and sensibility we think we kind of lean a little bit more towards one side but yeah. um maybe it's coming one day soon because <laughs> i feel like this is like the this book or this adaptation or this uh this story is basically ripe for like a really big budget movie oh definitely i think people are probably scared because of the emma thompson one being so good and successful that everyone's like i don't want to do it but come on do it (laughs) give it a shot (laughs) i want somebody to really be able to pull off the comedy of it and like yeah i agree push the melodrama to the edge of comedy because it kind of is you know maybe have some sort of I know it's hard with like an adaptation to do the commentary but you gotta figure out some way to like have the narrator commentary in a Jane Austen especially for Sense and Sensibility because she's commenting all over I mean it's not like a big dramatic story it is a dramatic story but it's like it's a comedy right (laughs) I agree I I feel like if you're not going to use the narrator maybe utilize what the narrator is like telling us with the characters with like their reactions or like the way things kind of end up happening in that particular part of the story maybe that's what people that maybe that's what's missing is that whole narrator aspect that kind of gives us like we need a lady the sense of just to tell the story <laughs> i think we need that relief because you know we start out in such like a a low place with the story um yeah. We need someone else to be telling us so we don't have to kind of experience it firsthand. In a yeah. Way. I think you really need like a director with a real good vision, certain sensibility, like can get the right music. I'm like, I bet an Autumn right. to Wild would be really great with a sense of sensibility. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. <laughs> I'm like, she did so great with Emma. I'm like, just, just do the rest of them. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> Everyone should have their own series of every yeah. version every. <laughs> There's only six. Everyone can have yeah. their six movie series. <laughs> exactly. What what's the what's the holdup? <laughs> uh, yeah. I wish we start like a Jane Austen production company that only puts out like, <laughs> adaptations of Jane Austen every year. <laughs> <Same ones. laughs> Please. Well, we did save Sanderton, make it season two and three happen without Sydney. So maybe we have more sway than we think and we can get a perfect <laughs> sense of sensibility sooner. We need the JAU, the Jane Austen universe, in which we yes. can have all the classics <laughs> done. At least every three years, we'll make a new version of each one. Plus we'll have a bunch of modern annotations and some zombie oh, versions. Yeah. And <laughs> <laughs> sense of sensibility and zombies. I would love to see it. <laughs> yeah. And then we can do a collaboration with David Lynch. <laughs> <laughs> we will definitely have to open with the seesaw. My dreams come true. <laughs> <laughs> the seesaw, yes. We'll open with the seesaw. Yes, David Lynch that's... can make it himself. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, I'm always thinking, I need to do a little like video project for the podcast. You know, it's a little sales pitch or whatever. Mm-hmm. But now I'm like, I need to incorporate this seesaw into something. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a, you know, a great overt metaphor. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Recommendation time. Do you have one or do you want me to go first? I do have one. I don't think okay. I have said it yet. <laughs> It's the only other thing I'm watching, so likely we have a couple weeks before we're recording the next one. But I've been watching the What If series. Yes. Have I recommended it before? (laughs) I don't think so. Okay. On Disney Plus, it's the Marvel. Of course, you know, if there's something new Marvel, I'm going to recommend it. (laughs) Right. (laughs) I'm really enjoying it so far. I love the like. The idea that it's a different universe, so all these new things can happen. But now that we kind of have a multiverse, they're kind of like they are happening out there somewhere in the multiverse and i love a multiverse mm-hmm. it kind of makes my brain feel like it wants to pass out when i think of things <laughs> like infinity yes. and multiverses and stuff like that but i still love it <laughs> <laughs> 
same here it's a lot <laughs> to kind of like try and connect it my brain is like just let them tell you what's gonna happen <laughs> yeah. I remember when I was a kid, I would try to imagine infinity and mm-hmm. I would get lightheaded. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, oh, I can't do it. <laughs> oh, but yeah, I'll I definitely recommend it. it. Yeah. It's good. I like, I also like that it's animated. Mm-hmm. I think it's like a fun, a fun new way to kind of digest Marvel stuff that's like current day and part of the MCU. And I feel like we get to do like, you know, action scenes differently and yeah, things get to look really cool. Yeah. I mean, there's one Black Widow fight that I was like, whoa, mm-hmm. if we could get this in real life, I would like it. <laughs> yes, yes. Oh, was it, oh, um, was it the van scene? That's what yeah. was it. That was, yeah, that was really good. And I love that they have mostly all this, the, uh, vo- like, all the actors doing the voices. Occasionally yeah. not, but usually... Even when it's not the voice actor, it sounds so much like them that I can't tell the difference. <laughs> I can't tell until I look up the IMDb and I'm like, oh, that wasn't that person. Yeah, <laughs> so sometimes it is the person I'm like, oh, they really were that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, I've been really enjoying it. <laughs> so what's Me your too, it's really good. Well, this is going to be a Marvel-filled recommendation. I knew because... you were do it. <laughs> <laughs> I have to, I have to. Last night, I went and saw the premiere of Shang-Chi in theaters, and I'm just going to have to recommend it because it was so beyond what I thought I was going to get. <sighs> I knew it was going to be good, and I knew we were going to have great action and great, you know, uh, visuals and everything. But I feel like, and I, I, I think I told you, like, I'm not sure if it's just because I've freshly just seen it, but it might be my favorite Marvel movie <laughs> that we've had to date. Because we get that perfect blend of action and like the Marvel, like superheroes, but then and like supervillains, but then we also get this like fantasy element that is so cool. I'm excited for that. <laughs> yeah. And and there are elements of it that are not in the trailer. I'm shocked that no one has like spoiled it or even like <laughs> any of the recaps have said anything about it, just because I was like completely caught off guard by some of the stuff towards, I would say, the final th- uh, quarter of the movie. Mm. There's just, like, a lot of stuff that I was like, no one has said anything about this. There was no allusion to it. <laughs> and it is so cool and so crazy. And I feel like the story is so grand. So, and I'm, I'm excited to see it again. Like, it was that crazy. And well, so I'm good. going to see it in, like, an hour. So I'm super excited. <laughs> <laughs> yes. As soon as you see it and you're out, you need, you're going to, like, furiously be texting to be like I need to see it right now (laughs) it was really good and the cast was really phenomenal and um, I love Michelle Yeoh more than I love myself so (laughs) and Tony Long was really really good I'm very excited to see it and I'm sure it will be my favorite at least for a while because I always like what I've seen last the best (laughs) (laughs) I also have a tendency to do that Um, but this one is just it's really special you can really feel it Awesome. Well, I'm super excited. All the previews have been very, like, oh, I can't wait to see this movie. It looks it's so much fun. <laughs> yes. I will say, you know, Marvel is very um, infamous for their, like, you know, credits cutscenes that they do. Oh, yeah. And just for reference, there are two of them. So okay. don't... Stay to the very end. <laughs> yes. Stay to the very end uh, until you see two of them because you don't want to miss them. That's all I'm going to say. Of course. They've trained me now. I will just watch the credits for anything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, is there an extra scene? <laughs> <laughs> if I'm at home, I will scroll through the credits and be like, and make sure I'm not missing anything. I want extras. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was really good. Uh, well, I can't wait to see that. Let's see. Next week, we will be doing another casual episode. I think Yes. perhaps The Wicker Man might be next week <laughs> yes not um <laughs> not a few weeks ago when i watched it but yeah this <laughs> next week the like um i guess original one i can't yeah, remember from, who directs it um i can look it up real quick it's from the early 70s another david lynch influenced by yes or he was influenced by. it was directed by robin hardy okay perfect but yeah that'll be really fun because i i am I did not finish it because after I found out that that's not what we were doing a couple weeks ago, I <laughs> <laughs> was like, well, I should watch the movie we're doing. 
but it's I was really enjoyed it, so I might just start from the beginning and watch it all again because it was really good. Okay, yeah. Plus, we you know it'll be like October, I believe, or almost October, so yeah. we're gonna start getting into the Halloween spirit. <sighs> Wicker Man. I don't know what other we're gonna do another Jane Austen like adaptate like uh, modern adaptation or something. Yeah. Okay. And then we'll maybe do Carnival of Souls, which is one of my favorites. <laughs> yeah. And then it'll be our two-year anniversary. So please write in with any questions you have for us, anything you'd like to talk about of what we've done over the last year or two years or what you're hoping for in the future. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Let us know because we love hearing from you guys. You can reach us through email at mannersandmadness at gmail.com. You could DM us on Twitter at Manners Madness or on Instagram at Manners and Madness Pod, or you can leave a one minute voicemail on our website at mannersandmadness.com. Yes, and we have a donate button there if you'd like to, and we would really appreciate any five star ratings you want to give us or reviews. Yes. We've got a couple more star ratings, which every time we get a new one, I'm like, Christian, we got another one. Yeah, <laughs> it's very exciting, and we are super appreciative because it does help us reach more people and it yeah. also makes us feel really good to get five stars so thank good. you so much <laughs> yes thank you <laughs> all right well yeah we'll see you guys next week for the wicker man and yeah <laughs> was, was <laughs> that's it. okay and that's it well awesome. <laughs> <laughs> thank you all and we will talk to you next week good yes. night bye